giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Oh yeah. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, the Cowboys Morning Show. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steele. Here we are. On this beautiful Monday, on this beautiful Monday, mic check, mic check, how's my mic, guys? Am I too loud? Am I too low? Y'all gotta let me know. Don't want to be too loud. Don't want to be blasting you guys' ears. I'm just excited for Mondays, because Mondays now are, are usually, after games, going to be about overreaction Monday. But because we had a scrimmage on Saturday, it'll be an overreaction scrimmage Monday. I'm excited to get into this, man. I'm excited to get into this because that was a fiery, spirited scrimmage. Okay, sounds good. Awesome. Love you guys. Shout out to everybody in the chat already waking up with me this morning. C Nicks, Jason305, Iceberg, the CFZ, Miss Jackie Smith, Stevie Mac, the my guy, Parker W. Yusuf, how you doing, brother? Uh, my lady in the building, Michelle, Carson Smith, and the many, many more that will be coming through. And that will be running us back here on a to z sports dallas.com also this guys if you can't catch it in the morning if you can't catch it live or or the video you can check out the audio on uh all streaming platforms eventually it's still getting there uh but it'll be a to z sports live you can catch the dallas cowboys morning show so what's up miss rika an awesome excellent article about my guy our guy at this point right maurice kennedy which we'll talk about him later if you see the topic of this uh the title of today's show do we have a new starter hmm hmm was a new starter revealed guys that's something we'll have to talk about and also today lines will be open as well new phone line number in case you had one saved is 351-999-3787 no access code so we're (laughs) we're good on that no access code just 351-999-3787 if you want to call in how you doing adrian What's up, Keith? Uh, Let's get into this thing. Let's get into this thing. Now, before we jump all the way into today's topics, we do have to talk about the first word. The first word comes from Coach Mike McCarthy, and uh, he he said some things that we kind of touched on on Friday morning show, if you guys remember. So check out the first word from Mike McCarthy from the Rams-Cowboys joint practice. Yeah, that's you know I think that's part of it. But uh, overall, I thought the work was very good, and I think if you clearly see what we were able to accomplish, you know, with the Hall of Fame game, and then coming here 48 hours later, so this this will be great tape for us. Uh, I like where we are in the training camp process. Uh, we were able to spread the you know the reps around the whole team, health you know as healthy as we could, you know, as far as being cognizant of. You know how much guys played against Pittsburgh and how much they practiced today. So I'm uh, looking forward to watching the tape. That's the first word by Coach Mike McCarthy. 
from the Rams-Cowboys joint practice. And our guy Stevie Mack said, I'm surprised the scrimmage, was, the scrimmage was actually better than I thought it was going to be. On Friday, we had uh, opened up and talked about how the way Mike McCarthy handled the game felt like, to me, he cared more about this scrimmage. And that's exactly how it played out. I, I tweeted out, uh, I believe it was Saturday, after the scrimmage. Let's give Mike McCarthy some kudos, guys. Let's give him some credit here. Uh, a, a lot of no credit really is ever given to Mike, which what is there to give credit for, right? We had a bad losing season last year and all that good stuff. But right now, early on in the offseason or in the training camp period, I think he handled the Hall of Fame game well. He sat a lot of his number ones and let his young guys play for the most part. And I think it was part and due because, like he, he stated in the actual press conference, you have the opportunity to control things better for the scrimmage, right? Like you can, you can dictate how physical you're going to be. You can dictate if your quarterback is going to get hit. It protects your quarterbacks. Now, Dak Prescott didn't play, right? He didn't scrimmage. By the way, Dak is throwing. So for all those out there thinking his arm fell off, Dak will be fine apparently. But nonetheless, he said that it was an opportunity to control things. They did. They had two-minute two-minute drills they could have did. They did red zone stuff, one-on-ones. I can actually see Aaron Donald go up against my second or third string tackle just to see what happens. We know what happened, right? But, I mean, you can control those things, and we'll get into the Aaron Donald thing. Trust and believe me. Miss um, Jackie said, I did not expect – uh, I did not, I did not expect the scrimmage would be like that either. See, Nick said a lot of physicality on the defense side uh, on Saturday. Yes, yes, I thought, it, like Mike McCarthy said, a lot of good tape, a lot of good tape, and we'll get into that tape. But I think the number one thing that this scrimmage allows you to do is to see your top ones against their top ones, because in a Hall of Fame game, you're not getting that. Go look at the Hall of Fame game who the Steelers played. They didn't play their top ones. Neither did Cowboys. But this is exactly why I believe he was saving those guys, the Randy Gregory's, the CeeDee Lambs, the Michael Gallups, right? The Zach Martins. The Now, Lyell got out there because Lyell has to get out there. So kudos to Mike McCarthy for handling this crazy three days. Thursday, well, actually Wednesday, you fly from Oxnard, you go to Canton, Ohio, you scrim, or you you play in the Hall of Fame game, fly back to Canton. Two days later, one day really, you have to scrimmage against the Rams, and for the most part, they came out unscathed. Now let's get into some of the injury updates on this morning's morning roundup. So we do have to talk about some of the nicks and bruises, guys. Unfortunately, the biggest loss coming out of the Steelers-Cowboys Hall of Fame game was fullback Sewo Ola Nelua. Hope I did not butcher that. He suffered a neck injury in Thursday Hall of, Thursday's Hall of Fame game. And uh, according to Michael Gelkin, although there's ongoing evaluations, the belief is that he could be out for a while. That sucks because the way he was playing and the way he played in that Steelers game, I thought was encouraging. I thought he he did some good things. In fact, on Rico Dotto's 25-yard run, he had a great block where he met the linebacker in the hole and stood him up. So it's, it's kind of unfortunate that 
uh, Sewo is likely going to be out this entire season. I, I really don't see him being on the team at all this year. He'll likely get stashed on IR, and we'll run it back next year to see if they'll carry a fullback. So uh, that's unfortunate for him. Also, a couple nicks and bruises coming out of the Rams practice. Looks like Terrell Basham left with an ankle injury, as well as Neville Gallimore. Both ankle issues, they were able to walk off by themselves. So nothing is really too serious as we know right this second. However, we really need these guys. You guys know how much I've been talking about the question marks behind our top three rushers. And I include Basham in that because I think he has NFL tape that shows that he is a productive pass rusher. He doesn't have to be an all-world beater. I think we have two bona fide studs in Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence, but you still need that third, fourth guy to come in and be able to keep the pressure off those guys. And that guy is Terrell Basham this year. We need him out there. We need him out there. Um, So hopefully his injury isn't as serious. And then Neville Gallimore, same thing, ankle issue. Left the practice. A little worried because Neville Gallimore is supposed to be that second-year standout guy. Three-tech. Now, I'm not worried for the position because there's a guy that I really like that I'll talk about in a second here. I'm worried because I need I want Neville to get that, you know, every rep he can possibly get to take that next jump because he is our three tech, guys. Make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about it. However, <laughs> he better get on that field because Osa Odigazua. Okay, he's showing up. He's showing up in the Hall of Fame game. He's showing up in practices. He's showing up in the joint scrimmage. Yes, Jeremy Kamara. I love what I'm what I saw from Kamara. I love what I saw yesterday as well. Kamara has a shot. That but but let's be real, guys. Outside of Gregory Basham and D Law, it's a bunch of question marks. It's a, it's a bunch of hoping that unproven guys in this league can come in here and make a difference. And I as I'm just done with the hope creed right we've been living on the hope creed for far too long Uh, unfortunately the front office has kind of pushed us up against the fence here and we gotta hope for certain players that that most teams wouldn't even be on the team most most players wouldn't be on the team but nonetheless also dikizua uh if neville gallimore misses an extended period of time uh, i don't think osa is going to give that back quite easily the way he look he's looking right now rika said osa said after the draft no more running in dallas he wasn't kidding now that was bohanna who said that but nonetheless osa and bohanna are both encouraging young prospects for the cowboys y'all know how i feel about those guys at the very least bohanna y'all know that's my guy y'all know that's my guy and the last injury news was cornerback kai brown uh, he left practice with a hamstring injury. That's unfortunate for him because he's another one of those guys that needs to get as many reps as possible. Uh, really fast, quick guy. Had a really good game against the Steelers. Two tackles for loss. But he's one of those guys that's surprisingly in a deep-ish cornerback room. He's he's in a deep-ish cornerback room right now, and he's going to need all the reps he can possibly get. Good morning, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Vargas. From Mexico. Shout out to you, man. Hey, real quick. Let's give a shout out to our guy, 
Mo Rod or Mo Row. We got to figure out which one we want to call him. Mauricio Rodriguez, ADZ Sports Primetime Show. He he was on the channel by himself yesterday for the very first time. Um, and I think he did very well. I mean, this kid is very talented, very smart. Um, I think you guys will enjoy him. If you, if you missed that, go back, run it back, check it out. Y'all know how we do hashtag run it back. Uh, it's on the channel. It's the A to Z Sports Primetime Show. Uh, he did phenomenal, man. And we'll, we will be doing some crossovers like we did last week, uh, possibly leading up to the uh, week one. So look out for that. All right, let's get back into the roundup. Let's get back into the roundup. Now, now guys, the second part of the morning roundup, Randy Gregory, Michael Gallup, gone. Gallup, Gregory, gone. That's where I'm, that's what I'm rolling with the headline there. Question mark. Question mark. This one low-key could be a show of its own, and we'll talk about it here. I really want to talk about it. I want to talk it out with you guys. According to Michael Gelkin, once again, I, I really rely on him. He's, a, he's, he's plugged in down there, obviously. Works for Dallas Morning News. But according to sources, wide receiver Michael Gallup is among the Cowboys players expected to play out the final season of a contract, sources say. No preseason extensions planned. This is a prove-it year for many. And all, and this is the part that kind of had me say, whoa. And all but certainly the last of Amari Cooper... CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup trio. He also includes Randy Gregory in in the uh, no-extension preseason roundup there. I'm with you, Miss Jackie. Miss Jackie says, why not get ahead and sign these players now? All right, now let's let's talk. Let's talk, guys. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation here. Um, I always believed Michael Gallup getting an extension was going to be difficult. It was going to be very difficult to do something like that right now. Because if you actually go back and look at the wide receiver two slash one B market, it's really expensive. It's really expensive. So here's my quick question for you guys. Here's my really quick question for you guys. Which expiring contract would you look to extend prior to the start of the season? The odds of a Connor Williams, Michael Gallup, Randy Gregory, all three of those guys getting extended is very slim, in my opinion. Slim to none. Slim to none. So of the three, Michael Gallup, well, we could just go to Michael Gallup, Randy Gregory, but you could throw C. Will in there. We'll talk about C. Will later in the show. But who would you who would you extend right now? The Cowboys usually get out in front, which, you know, hearing this, I'm a bit surprised because they usually are more of the one of the smarter teams to extend a uh, player before their contract's up, and it doesn't usually come back to bite them in the butt because it's not a lot of cap that's usually hit. Barry Church comes to mind. Uh, Orlando Scandrick comes to mind. Cole Beasley, Jeff Heath. These guys were smart contracts that they got out in front of, and if you think about it, they're actually a, of the similar mold of Randy Gregory which I'll, I'll tie it all back together here, but let me get your, let me get your opinions here. Who would you resign? We've got Gregory is more important. Gregory is looking like a leader. Gregory is getting paid. Throw Amari in for a possible departure. I don't like it. I don't like it. Shout out to Cowboys network, AKA Sosa in the building says, good morning, Cowboys nation. 
Connor Williams could arguably get on a team-friendly deal. What's up, OGB Bird? He said it's going to come down to Gallup versus Cooper. If Cooper is nicked up all year, then Gallup will get re-signed. If Cooper has an outstanding year, then they'll let Gallup walk because you got to sign C.D. Lamb. That's a fair take, B-Bert. I, I hope the Cowboys aren't too far in the future. You don't have to re- think about re-signing C.D. Lamb for, what, two more years? Three? If you count this season, this season... Next season will be his third. So he has to play He has to play three seasons. So he has to play this year, next year. Then you can start talking about extension. But you don't even have to do that because you have a, a fifth-year option on CD. So I hope they don't make these decisions based off of having to pay a player that they don't have to pay for four more years. Uh, however, here's my answer. I think it's Randy Gregory. And I, this is no slight to Michael Gallup. But we just talked about how that wide receiver market for the number two slash one B, because I don't believe he's number one. Could he be the number one? He kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Juju in the sense of everyone loves Juju when he has AB next to you. When you got CeeDee Lamb, when you got Amari Cooper, yeah, Michael Gallup getting out, getting those one-on-one shots. And the 50-50 balls, which I don't even call 50-50. If you saw, we'll, we'll show some highlights here later on uh, in the show. But the 50-50 ball, I don't call it that when it comes to Michael Gallup. It's 50-100. You got a 50% chance of knocking it down. But if it's in the air, Michael Gallup's coming down with it. That's how I feel about Michael Gallup in regards to the jump balls. But I think Randy Gregory should be the guy if you're going to extend someone. You know why? It's easier. It's going to be easier. If I'm Michael Gallup's agent, I'm coming to Dallas. You see this contract that Sammy Watkins got or Will Fuller? I think he might have got paid big time. I can't remember. But one, one Brandon uh, Cooks, I believe, got a big one at one point. There's a lot of contracts that Michael Gallup can look at and say, here's my resume. I've been balling for you guys since I've been here. And I'm trending up, and I'm only 25-ish, something like that, 24, 24, 25-ish. I'm young, and I'm trending. I need my money. I need my money. And then Dallas is going to look and say, I'm paying a guy $20 million, Cooper, like we talked about, B-Bird. I got uh, C.D. Lamb. I got two wide receivers. I don't have to force this. I'll holler at you after the season. I totally understand that. I totally understand that. But Gregory... I don't get that one. I feel like you need to get out in front of this one. Here's why. He wants to be here. His resume, if you look at his resume, it doesn't dictate as such that he has to get paid this extremely amount, extremely high amount of money. It doesn't. And we love Randy, right? We love his story. We love his talent. But he doesn't have it there. He, he doesn't have, he can't go in front of Jerry and say, hey, man, I got a 14-sack season, 10-and-a-half-sack season, you know, 30, 30 tackles for loss, six forced fumbles, I'm a pro bowler, et cetera, et cetera. What he does have is a litany of the issues that, that has happened. One season where, where he's played at least 10 or more games, I believe, or something like that. So it's easier to go to the table with Randy, Randy Gregory and say, hey, here's our contract. We want you for three years. In the second year, we can talk about renegotiating. 
and you can get yourself a stud for cheap. As opposed to letting him play out this year, fellas and ladies, you let Randy Gregory play out this year. And I think you're, you're going to regret it in the sense of if he stays healthy, you're looking at a potential double digit sack guy. Aren't you? Aren't you looking at a potential double digit sack guy with Randy Gregory? And then he comes to the table and says, pay me my money. Show me the money. Steven cheap. That worries me. That really worries me. So I've got Randy Gregory as the guy. Let me get back into the chat and see what you guys are saying. Jackie says Gallup is uh, 25. Uh, Sosa said Gregory is more likely to give Dallas a discount with the team standing with him through everything he's been through since day one. That's that's yeah, that's another great point. He wants to be here. And, and, and like Sosa said, Dallas has been through the rigors with this guy and they've, they've been right there. And, and Jerry has stated a number of times. I believe in him. I believe in him. I believes in him because he's good. We all know that, right? Iceberg says, got to pay RG. They held on to him too long now that he is balling. They are not going to collect a return. I like that. I like that. Also, elected to the leadership council. You got to take care of RG right now. Dom says, you don't let that type of talent go. Oscar says, Connor Williams resigning comes down to his play versus Biotish. Play at center. And McGovern continued progression. Good morning from Houston. What's going on from H-Town? Definitely going to talk about Connor. Be bird. I like this one because it's it's it's, uh, it's a little bit of a pushback. What has Gregory done to deserve another contract besides having potential? That is very fair. That is very fair, but it also goes back to why I think you can get him for cheap. What did Barry Church do to get his slight contract extension at that time? Not really much. Not really much, but he got it and it paid off for Dallas. Cole Beasley was... I'm not going to disrespect Cole Beasley's extension. I thought that was warranted. Uh, some people were up and down on, on Orlando Scandrick, but he got his slight contract extension, and it, it all played out well for the Cowboys. Those ones. There were some that did not. So I, I'm not saying that he deserves this astronomical amount of money. I'm just saying to get out in front of it in case he does explode, it's a win-win. If he explodes, you got him for cheap. If he doesn't, you got him for cheap. That's how I look at it. All right, our final part of the morning roundup. Fight, Connor, fight. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey, listen, Connor, we got to start giving Connor Williams a little bit of respect. We got to give Connor a little bit of respect. Let me tell you what his teammate, Zach Martin, had to say about that fight there. Zach Martin says, Listen, we're not out there trying to start fights, but we're also not going to sit there and just get pushed around. My understanding is some something happened, and we're not going to take it. It's one of those things. <clears throat> so I got to ask. I got to ask. Is Connor Williams earning your respect? That is the question. That is the question uh, of today, to start off things in a, in a way. Has Connor Williams or is Connor Williams earning your respect? And I feel like that question needs to be asked, right? Because a lot of uh, Cowboys Nation is, is very hard on Connor Williams. 
if if you're new to the channel, salute. If you've been with the channel since last year or the end of this year, we talked about Connor Williams' year this past season. It's actually pretty decent. Like he gets he gets ragged on a lot. Even during the year, we were talking about. Hey, I know he let a, he gave a sack, but you got to judge the offense alignment on the sixty-five other plays, not the sixty-six. Not one play, but you got to collectively judge them. And collectively, Connor Williams was solid. Not spectacular. Not great. He was solid. My theory kind of goes back to the Doug Free theory. Remember when we had Doug Free? Uh, oh goodness, who was our center? Hulk Hogan's daughter's husband. I forget his name. Now I used to have his name off the top of my head. Uh, it was it was just a litany of just that offensive line was terrible, guys. You remember that? It was Doug Free, uh, Mackenzie Bernadou was one of the guys. Kyle Kozier, respect to Kyle, veteran at the time. Uh, Bill Nagy, who's the other one? Please help me out, Cowboys Nation. He was the center. He was always hiking the ball over the head. He was absolutely trash. It is not coming to my head right now, and I won't give up on it. Y'all better help me out, Cowboys Nation. But I go back to the Doug Free situation. Doug Free, when he's your number one offensive lineman, you have a problem. Phil Costa. Thank you, Mr. Carr and CFZ. Not Andre Garrod. He was great. Phil Costa. Uh, Phil Costa was awful. Oh, God, it was terrible. Um, Doug Free, when he was your number one offensive lineman, you got problems. If Doug Free is your fifth best offensive lineman, you're in great shape. That's how I view Connor Williams' time here in Dallas. Slowly but surely progressing as a player. Last year, he really hit, he hit I don't want to say his apex. I hope that's not his apex, but he really shot up. And this is why I say, got to give Connor Williams some respect, not just because he got into a fight with Aaron Donald. No. But because of what he's been able to do this year as a dual center guard slash center. And a lot of folks in the Cowboys world, a bit concerned. They're saying, yo, it's, it's Connor Williams taking over that first team center situation. What's going on with Tyler Biotis? I don't think that's the case. Uh, let's take a listen to what Mike McCarthy has to say about that situation uh, in general. This is the first time we've seen Connor Williams get some first team reps at center. I mean, just a few of them. What dictated that progression? Well, I mean, it's, I, I think it's obvious. I mean, it's, it's part of, you know, uh, you know, you're, your second center definitely needs some time with the ones. I mean, that's something that uh, you're always working. So, yeah, I wouldn't get caught up in the combinations. I, I think the biggest thing is uh, when you're talking about the first group is, you know, who's going to be the eighth lineman and ninth lineman and those types of things. So you got to make sure you're giving those those, those uh, opportunities enough reps uh, to make those decisions. And, you know, frankly, uh, particularly as we get into, you know, probably next week against uh, Arizona and then the fourth game against Jacksonville. It's it's a, it's those young guys that, 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 that I'm really is my primary focus. This is the first time we've seen Hunter Williams. So I think he's starting to answer that question, right? A lot of people, whoa, is Connor Williams going to be the center? Do we have to put McGovern at guard? Is Beatus looking terrible? I don't think that's the case. I think what's happening is for whatever reason, for whatever reason, the Cowboys will not go out and get an actual center. To back up Tyler Biotish. So they're rolling with Connor Williams. And I agree with Mike McCarthy. You have to get your backup center some real reps with the first team. 
You just have to. We know how the offensive line is one cohesive unit. And the odds of everybody playing the entire season, especially in Dallas, where we know that Tyron Smith is likely to miss a few games. Um, Zach just missed some games. Hell, even Connor has missed some games in his career. So, so you got to kind of get those guys acclimated with each other. So I think it's not an indictment on Tyler Biotish. I just think McCarthy is trying to get Connor Williams some actual real reps with guys he'll be playing next to. He won't be. Think about it. If he's playing center, he's not playing with the entire second or third team unit in an actual football game. It's not going to happen. So I think it's something to monitor, but I don't think it's anything to kind of be like, oh, my God, he's our center. I don't believe that whatsoever right now. He's our backup center. He's our backup center until unless Biotish completely shits the bed. Connor Williams is our backup. Yeah, I agree, Miss Jackie. Uh, she says, uh, we are preparing for injury. We're preparing for injury. Now, I, here's the question, and, and you guys can answer it yes or no. Is Connor Williams earning your respect? He's earning my respect. He's earning my respect. Here's the fight. And, and again, it's not even because of this. But look at this. I'm not with it. Get him. I love it. I know you're not supposed to be doing these things. I know you're not supposed to be doing these things at, at, at camp, right? But Aaron Donald is, is, is a, I mean, he's crazy, man. In a good way, on the field. And Connor's like, I don't care. I'm not with it. You need that nastiness. He had that kind of nastiness, actually, in college. He played with that feistiness. And he's kind of always been... I'll use the term thorn in Aaron Donald's side. I'm not going to sit here and act like Connor Williams owns Aaron Donald because there's been plays where Aaron Donald's definitely got the best of Connor Williams, but Connor Williams also held his own against Aaron Donald. So I got to give him some respect. Kyle, Kyle Wiley says a little respect. Adrian says not yet. Why not yet, Adrian? Let me know. Why not yet? Vosh says he owns him, Scott. I'm not going that far. I ain't going that far. I mean, I understand that there's definitely a tons of tape out, out there of him holding his own, especially when you adhere to the 65 plays, not one theory. Because a lot of, first of all, Twitter. Again, y'all know how I feel. Twitter. You get these people on Twitter, as Vosh likes to call them. I am legend monsters where Cowboys nation guys like Foch are praising Connor Williams for actually performing well against Aaron Donald more often than not. And they show you one clip, two clips of him getting owned. Oh, bro, it's Aaron Donald. What do you think is going to happen? You think Connor Williams is going to be a hundred percent against them? No, this is the best defensive player in football. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Three years uh, versus Connor. Look at the state. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you get the tape. You, you're going to have to. Vach, you know what you should do, bro? This would be a great, be a great video. Clip it. Clip, clip all. Clip the ownage of Connor Williams because I that that's a strong term. That's like a hate. That's like if you say the word hate, that's strong. Own is strong. Handling yourself well. Holding up well. 
owned? That's like Des Bryant versus the Eagles. Des Bryant owns the Eagles. That's a cowboy. So chop that up, man. I, I would love to sit there and watch him owning Aaron Donald. Are you kidding me? Kidding? Uh, let's say said Con Connor held his own. Yes, Rams have a couple. We ain't gonna use that term. <laughs> they have a couple players that are just you know we don't like on their team. Yes, number forty-one. I forget the name of the cat. Uh, he, uh, I don't know what he was doing. Some people trying to say he tried to hit the ball, but he pulled. Remember back in the day? Ugh, back in the day, I won't say back in the day, but a while ago when I think it was Mello. Was on the Nuggets? Yeah, the Nuggets. The Nuggets and the Knicks scrap. Mello stole. We, stole means punched. He punched a uh, little guy, little fella, and then took off. <laughs> That's what number 41 did. He stole little fella and took off. That was weak. That was real weak to me. That's what number 41 did. And I, I, you know, TP wasn't with it. T people think TP so T People think TP's a gadget player, this little guy, this Lance Dunbar type of dude. He's legitimately 6 foot about 6 foot 205 to 210 pounds. This is not some little dude. This is not Darren Sproles. Stop playing with that man. Oscar says Connor Williams was owned in really one game last year. Uh Connor Williams had his struggles last year, but I'm not. I, I think Connor Williams performed well. He was, he, he was, he was, listen, this is why you got to give him respect, period. He played over a thousand snaps in a season where none of our offensive linemen could stay healthy. Tyron Smith, two games. Uh, Lyle Collins didn't play at all. No offense to Zach. Zach is Zach. We're always going to salute him. He only played 10 games. Biadish, in and out the lineup. Looney, in and out the lineup. Cam Irving, ended up being on IR. Brandon Knight, missed games. Who was still there? Week after week, playing with the fourth or fifth string tackle, the backup center, a rookie, was Connor Williams. He should be earning your respect, period. Period. Memphis TP ain't playing, says Dallas Dog. He's not. He's not. AD will make sure the Rams sign Connor Williams as a free. <laughs> Yeah, I think I don't know if Dallas is going to bring him back, especially right if if Connor McGovern takes another leap. I believe this will be year three for Connor McGovern. Uh, you got him for this year, and next year, but they need to figure something out. If there's a guy to sneakily sign long term or, or or what have you, get out in front of Connor McGovern might be that guy. But that might then tell you how they feel about the other Connor. So let a lot of this play out. Jeremy says Connor has my respect. Uh, he says he hasn't earned the respect from the Cowboys front office. Uh, I don't know, B-Bert. He's still the starter. They, ain't bring, they haven't brought anybody in to challenge him. And he's getting backup center duties. But if you mean because they haven't signed him, then yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. Fresh Faye said he's not a bad player. He does struggle against the bull rush. He needs more strength. And he's working on that, right? He went from like a 295-pound soaking wet left or right and left tackle from Texas to now being about three, is it 320-ish? Roughly, somewhere around there. All right, before we move forward with the next uh, part of the show here, guys, the second block, 
Shout out to you guys in the building joining me this morning. Really appreciate you guys. If you can do us a favor here at A to Z Sports Dallas, check out the website, A to Z Sports Dallas.com. There's a ton of great articles up there right now. Uh, Mo Rod's out there. Cole Patterson dropped an article. If you like Maverick stuff, uh, there's some Maverick stuff up there as well. And I also dropped an article on one Maurice Kennedy. And that's where we're going to go next. That's where we're going to go, go to next is Maurice Kennedy, guys. Because I think, and now this is the question. Have the Cowboys found themselves a possible starter by accident? I don't think Maurice Kennedy, I mean, just being real. I don't think Maurice Kennedy coming into the offseason coming into training camp was a guy anybody was thinking was going to be starter material maybe bottom roster type right maybe your your fourth or fifth corner but starter material nah and that's exactly what he's been showing and it, and it ain't just the cowboys or fans it's actual coaches it's the actual coaches uh i believe it was mike mccarthy who said his ball skills uh-oh did I cut out? Check, check, check. Check, check, check. Am I good? Am I good here? You know the internet be crazy. Let me know if I'm good. Thumbs up, guys, if we're good. Shout out to Mr. Kramer in the building. He says, Aloha, Sky. I'm in Las Vegas having fun like the boys. All right, thank you, Yusuf. Hey, shout out to you, man. Vegas is, I can't wait to go back out there to Vegas. Love Vegas. Love Vegas. Let's say, says, still your boy Vach needs to stop hating on Izzy. <laughs> yeah, Vach and Koye don't like Izzy. Uh, I need to see more from Izzy, though. I need to see more from Izzy. But nonetheless, real quick before I hop into the Pulse of the Nation phone line. Right now, the question states, the top three cornerbacks right now are who? And I'm going to tell you why Maurice Kennedy it's one of them. And who we should be pushing off the bridge. 972. Welcome to the show. Good morning. What you got for us? I'm doing good. How you doing today? I'm good, brother. Uh, state your name, man. Where you from? I'm Matt from Dallas. Uh, and I, I, I really want to get into this cornerback situation with you, man. Because okay. I really think that people are sleeping on the efficacy of the secondary that we have coming into this year. I really think we can, you know, you got Candidate, Bossman Fat, you got all these different rookies and new guys coming in with all this talent. And I just don't see how we're going to hold on to any of our older yeah. TV. Not older as in age, but like, you know, roster guys we've had on for a while. I just don't see how they have a position on this team. Uh, I think the one player who is safe, which is up for debate uh, on Twitter, is Jordan Lewis because he was just signed. And you really don't get any net positive by cutting him right now. You get none. You save about $200,000 and you eat about $2 million and some change on a cap. Uh, so, and, and you still need depth. So while yes, I think one of the veterans are in trouble for playing time. The veteran that's in the most trouble. And I'll talk about it here after we're off the phone is actually Anthony Brown. Um, and then sure. you, you talked about the guys that have been here. I actually think a guy that was, that just got here last year is in trouble as well. Reggie Robinson. Yeah, I mean, I, I, out of so out of those two, right? Because like you said, you need depth, right? So yes. you're keeping Lewis, 
Out of Reggie Robinson, Anthony Brown, you had to cut one. You had to keep one. Which one you keep and which one you cut? Uh, I, I I don't think – I think I cut both. But if I had to keep one, yeah. <laughs> I'd cut both of them. If I had to keep one, I, I would keep Reggie because, the you know, the entry, right? He's young, the potential. I know what Anthony Brown is. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I mean – I. Appreciate all the time he's had here, but I think it's time to go, Mr. Brown. It's definitely it, – it, it, listen, <laughs> it's been time to go. I didn't want him to re-sign him. But I, I figured they would re-sign him because that's just the Cowboy thing to do. That's how they work. Same thing with with Jordan Lewis. No offense to Jay Lou. I was I was ready to move on if you've been on this I, channel. I was ready to I, clear I was, the entire I, cornerback room. Yep. I don't I don't. I really, I really didn't think they were going to bring anybody back this year but for whatever reason some people got sponsors and we still got some people in the room but hopefully they ain't gonna see no playing time because we got some we got some killers man yeah and we'll get into that man appreciate the call matt appreciate you man uh shout out to b bird for the ten dollar donation he says just cuz my my og listen he in houston we're gonna have to link up week three i think you said you'd be around here week three whoo week three for Cowboys fans and content creators is going to be wow. Home opener against the Eagles, man. Make sure y'all come through. I'll have details for the uh the game day event with me and special I want to say special guest because it's co-host. Let me shut up. I'm, I'm saying too much. I'm saying too much. I'm saying too much. When the details come out, I'll let you guys know. Just stay in touch. Alright, so I I totally missed everybody's top three. The top three cornerbacks right now are who? Uh, Adrian Diggs, Kennedy, AB. That's interesting. Diggs, Kennedy, Kelvin, and finally push off AB off the bridge, says Stevie Mack. Right, Kennedy, and what? Oh, wow, right. Okay, Yusuf, Diggs, Kennedy, and Joseph. Uh, Jesse says Diggs, boss man, fat, Kennedy. Diggs, Kennedy, Joseph, Brown's gone. That's pretty much where I'm at with it. I, I think right now, and top three cornerbacks has to involve this man right here. If football is truly a meritocracy, right, as the great Tony Romo would say, if football is truly a meritocracy, if if as my guy, the the famous, the great HOV Hova, Jay-Z says, politics as usual, if they don't play a factor in this situation, this man's in your top three. If tape is involved, practice, preseason, this man's in your top three. And I apologize, Maurice Kennedy. I, I, I wrote you off. You were written off this team. You were a camp body to me. I completely admit that. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. And it wasn't necessarily because I thought you were trash or anything like that. When you got signed last year, took a look at you. I'm like, oh, very intriguing. 6'1", 193, physical guy, fits that Cowboys type of mold. He's definitely a Will McClay guy. Right? Play with a couple good defenses, and I'll talk about that here in a second. I just thought because of politics and, and because the way the Cowboys operate, they would never get this guy a shot. Tredavious Ward comes to mind, right? Guys like that that they just – had underneath right there on their team on their roster signed <laughs> sealed delivered don't give him a shot because politics jesse says i thought he was gone 
He was. So he opted out. And let's get into that real quick. And, and by the way, check out Rika's um, full-fledged breakdown of Maurice Kennedy. Also, check out my article on Maurice Kennedy. But it was more so less about him stepping up. Rika's actually details his entire career. And if you go back and look, the reason why we don't know who he is is because he's barely been able to stay healthy. That was the first thing I noticed when we signed him last year. He plays one year, he's out. He's injured, IR, he comes back. It's been back and forth, back and forth. Snip, snap, snip, snap. That's a great Michael Scott said. But finally he's healthy and he's playing well. And the one thing that is standing out with Maurice Kennedy is his ball skills. His, his ball skills are standing out to me. Now, these are highlights in general of, of the whole practice, but this play, I mean, this kind of stamped it for me. I, I, we saw some of the other interceptions. We saw the, the Hall of Fame game, but this, I've, we don't see Cowboys cornerbacks do this. We don't see Cowboys cornerbacks do this. So, all right, so you guys are saying my, my voice isn't lining up with the words. Are you guys cool though? Or can you hear me at the very least? We'll figure we'll get through the actual small issues. As long as you guys can hear me fine, we'll rock out that way. Nonetheless, his ball skills to me may be some of the most impressive ball skills that I've seen on the roster, period. We haven't seen enough of Kelvin Joseph. Trevin Diggs is is you know, he's really good. Definitely with the ball in the air. He's a former wide receiver. But we have to remember, and I'll get back to the highlights, guys, I promise you. We have to remember that Maurice Kennedy's been in this league for a little bit. And this is why I think A.B. could be the guy I can kick off the bridge and be all right with. Listen, one of the things that the Cowboys, for whatever reason, the Cowboys brass, gives kudos to AB for is being versatile. He can play outside. He can play in the slot. They don't say how good he is. They never say how good Anthony Brown is at at doing those things, which is not that good. I don't ever think you should be saying, hey, man, we should keep Anthony Brown because he can play on the outside. No. He can physically, literally go do it. He has physically, literally done it does not mean you want him out there y'all tell me would you want to see a b on the outside for a full season no that's exactly why when he came out as the number two corner i'm like you know that meme why why when you have a kelvin joseph who's my number two cornerback right now on this roster anthony i'm sorry trevin diggs kelvin joseph maurice kennedy those are your top three if football is a meritocracy and not played on politics. But, okay. Let's say the brass says, hey man, we like Anthony Brown because of his versatility. Alright, cool. And he's a veteran. Okay, cool. This is Maurice Kennedy's fifth year. Anthony Brown and Maurice Kennedy both were drafted in the same draft class. So you're getting the veteran leadership, or the veteran presence. I won't call it leadership. The veteran presence. And... Maurice Kennedy, be it as little as it may have been, has been a part of a couple really good defenses in the NFL. 
that I was talking about, and that was that he was a part of the seventh-ranked defense in 2019 with the Jets, who had 21 turnovers, and the third-ranked defense with the Ravens, who had 25 turnovers that year. And in 2017, he was part of the sixth-ranked scoring defense with Baltimore, who had 34 turnovers. And when you watch him play, he plays like a Baltimore Raven. He plays like a guy that played under Greg Williams and with the Jets. And that's the type of player you want on this team. In fact, you could argue what he brings to the table in regards to his past experiences, uh, coach-wise, team-wise, result-wise from the team, far outweigh anything that any of our defensive backs on the team currently have been a part of. Period. Period. A.B. doesn't have that kind of resume. Granted, they didn't have these turnovers because of Maurice Kennedy. But as a player, if you're around a certain group of people, if you're around an attitude, you adapt that attitude. You become a product of your environment. And to me, it looks like Kennedy is a product of his environment. And that has followed him to Dallas. And funny thing is, he didn't play last year. So he wasn't around... uh, he wasn't around uh, Cheeto. He wasn't around Xavier Woods. He really wasn't around Anthony Brown or Jude Lo- Jordan Lewis, etc. Comes back, he's around Bossman Fat. He's around Trevin Diggs. You know what I mean? He's around Donovan Wilson. He's around dogs. So he hasn't. So the the Garrett type of regime has not seeped into this guy. He still comes from John Harbaugh. Greg Williams, he comes from the hard knocks, no pun intended. And he plays like it. So give me Diggs, give me Joseph, give me Kennedy. Those are my top three cornerbacks, guys. He absolutely has that Ravens culture. Absolutely. Michael says, Sky, you think Wright could emerge as an outside starter and boss man has the capability of playing the slot? We talked about that before, right? That was one of the conversations we had in the offseason where we had no tape. We had we, we, we had nothing. So we're trying to figure things out. I'm not ready to thrust right into the into the fire right now. Let him develop. If he has to play, it looked like he can run with these guys, but that's preseason one. We let's let's get some more film under our belts. But to me, it's because I don't trust I just don't trust a rookie, a six four rookie that doesn't have enough tape in man for me to be comfortable. I like him as a zone guy. I like him with things in front of him, and I think he can run. But if, if a guy's coming across his face, he's going to have trouble. He's not he's not quick enough. He can't open his hips quick enough. His feet, when you're 6'4", it's, it's, it's really hard, right? So I'm good with Joseph being my CB2 right now on the outside side, wherever the hell you want to put him. I think he's just that good. Um, so I'm looking at Kennedy as a slot. Now we can revisit this next year if you don't resign a candidate. Granted, let's not get that far ahead of ourselves. We don't know what this guy is going to be, right? He can end up not being that great. Uh, but maybe next year. Maybe next year if it comes to, to terms that Wright is pretty damn good on the outside. He's got like eight, nine games under his belt out there, and they want to slide Joseph inside. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. B. Burr says Zeke's running for 1,400 plus equals good season. Dak throwing for 500. That, that's what I'm saying, B. Burr. I feel the same way. I feel like if if your quarterback's throwing for 5,000 yards, that's it's more often than not, that is, that's not good. It's not a good thing. 
So I I rather my quarterback throw for 4,200, 4,300 yards, 35 touchdowns, less than 11 interceptions. That is a very efficient, productive year, and I guarantee you, as long as he's not turned the ball over, you're probably going to put yourself in position uh, to win a division and play in a playoff game. Roderick says, good to see you back, Scott Walker. Thank you, Roderick. Uh, every, not every day yet, but every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 a.m. Central, we'll be rocking out here on A to Z Sports Dallas. And then once the season starts in September, we'll be every day, Monday through Friday. And then on game days, it'll be a game day live. We'll have your pregame show, halftime show, and postgame show all on the channel. The Reaper says, Kelvin can do the slot, but he's better outside cornerback. And don't tell me he's short because he all the top ranked quarterbacks are five ten. I yeah, I'm not to six one. I'm not dealing with a short thing. The dude's five ten, five eleven. That that's not short. That's pretty much average height for a cornerback. All right, guys. That is going to be the show today. Sorry I had to end pretty hard, but I, I don't want this internet to kind of mess up again, so well, we'll figure that out. Hopefully everything rocks. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, if you missed it, run back the first half. I believe it's still up there. Let me go check that out real quick. Yes, it's still up there. So that's that's looking good. Go check that first half out. Run back this second part where we talked about Kennedy versus Anthony Brown versus Jordan Lewis. Um, I think you'll enjoy that. And, um, oh, one more thing I want to say about Kennedy. The reason, and, and I kind of got lost here in this whole situation. The reason why... He can actually take over for A.B. with the whole slot thing and the whole outside thing, and, and he's that versatile. So is Kennedy. In 2017, he played 288 snaps in the slot for the Ravens, and in 2019 for both the Ravens and the Jets, he played 318 snaps on the outside. So don't let anybody tell you or the Cowboys brass tell you they value Anthony Brown's experience playing both or versatility. He's not that good at either. So if you got a guy who's not that good, but he's versatile, and you got a guy who is also versatile and he's outperforming this dude, I'm going to go with him. I'm going I'm to go with the guy that's actually outperforming the versatile guy who's also versatile as damn self. So that's my final word on that guy. I, I just want to let you guys know, Kennedy's that guy right now. He's that dude. He's that dude. All right, man. We'll end it here on that note, guys. If you enjoyed the show, let me know. Uh, and like I said before, Make sure you guys run this thing back. I apologize sincerely for the internet issues, man. It's all good. We'll be back on Wednesday morning, 8 a.m. Central. Uh, We'll start to preview a little bit of the Cowboys. I believe it's the Cardinals game. This Saturday, guys? This Saturday? If it's Saturday or Friday, we'll talk exclusively about it on Friday. But we'll start to, who are we watching for, right? Who who, who do we want to see continue to roll over uh, their good performances, the Osas, the, the Bohannas, the Hamiltons, the Kennedys, right? We want these guys to continue to improve so we can have some positive momentum going into the preseason. Don't let anybody tell you preseason doesn't matter. It absolutely matters. It absolutely matters. All right, man, with that said, yes, you're right. It's <laughs> Things are out of, that's out of my control. I can't help it. I can't help it if, if, if the, you know, the internet Illuminati want to do that to you, boy. But all right, guys, let me press that button so I can get up out of here. Appreciate you. Really, really do run this thing back. If you can, check out A to Z Sports Dallas.com. You guys stay healthy. 
Be nice to one another. Check out Mauricio Rodriguez tomorrow, I believe, 8 p.m. Central. A to Z Sports Prime Time. Appreciate you guys. Have a good rest of your day. Love you. Peace.